Okay, so I've never really been a gambling man. I've been to casinos before. I've uh, done a a trip down to uh, Las Vegas for a weekend once. It's kind of fun, but it, it's just really not my thing. Uh, one thing I don't think I would ever gamble with is love. Now, Bill, would you ever gamble with love? Or would you ever gamble with the Queen of Hearts? No, I would never take that sort of chance. Because love, Frank, is a hunger. Not something you could gamble with. I, it's even an endless aching need. I say love, it is a flower, and you it's only seed. <laughs> Are we doing the rose? No, but I wanted to answer that in that way. My other answer was no. The only thing I would gamble with would be the ace of spades. Yeah. (laughs) How have we not done the rose by Bette Midler? Yeah. Because it's waiting. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Well, welcome to Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures. Unfortunately, for those who are tuning in for the rose by Bette Midler, you're, you're not getting that song today, but we are doing Queen of Hearts by Juice Newton. And this is one of those songs that existed in my subconscious but I never thought about until I think in the mid 2000s. And when I heard it, I immediately knew that I had listened to this in the 80s. Yeah. But it was out of my mind for at least 25 years. Yeah. I mean, it was a reintroduction. Do you remember your reintroduction into this song? Yeah. I had a roommate, Jason Durant's good friend, a very fascinating individual who seems... To me, he seemed super tough. He's definitely kind of got that man's man sensed about it. Would that be fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also is a big Juice Newton fan. I know. I remember coming over and visiting with you once, and he was talking about Juice Newton, and I'm just like, I don't think I know who this person is. And then he played this song, and just like, no, of course I know who this is. I know, I know Queen of Hearts. So, Jason, we would like to dedicate this episode to you. Let's talk about the, the, the woman, Juice herself. Uh, fun fact, Juice isn't her real first name. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. What is her real first name, Frank? Judith K. Newton. Oh. And uh, when, when she started off in the, in the music industry, it was a childhood nickname that, that she had. Uh, her family just called her Juice. And everyone was like, no, you need to drop that. Like, no one's going to take you seriously. Uh, it's, it's too out of there. It's too far out of the box, out of the juice box. Well done. I think she might be the first major singer whose name is... A beverage? A beverage. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Was there any other singer? Is there anyone named Pepsi who's saying? I don't think so. She's the first one. And she's our first beverage artist. Yeah. That, that, that we're doing here. Yes. This song is a country song to me. It's a pop country song, right? It, it really straddles that line. And I think it, it kind of, um, it straddles the line. And 
and it, it it did well in, in both uh, both genres in uh, in pop and in in country when it when it came out. And it went higher on the Billboard Top 100 than it did on the country charts. Yeah, yes. Yeah. She referred to it as rockabilly pop. That was her name for it. Which uh, I wouldn't disagree necessarily. Yeah, but it, but yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a country song that has pop sensibilities. And this comes out of the era where you had the crossover artist, where you had Kenny Rogers on the charts. You had Dolly Parton's Nine to Five. That came out the same year. That came out in yeah, in eighty one, same year as uh, as uh, Queen of Hearts. Yeah, yeah. And so you have all these songs that are kind of country light, maybe that that kind of are making their presence known for. There's this sort of I think a three year stretch, and then suddenly new wave takes over. Yeah, and then it's a long time before we see country come back. Yeah, before we get the pop country. I mean, there was always the uh the depressing the the stereotypical, you know, lost my dog, lost my truck, lost my girl type type right, of uh, right. uh, of songs, but uh, yeah, the 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 pop country was uh I think the reemergence of that and I could be wrong, could have been in 1993 with the Billy Ray Cyrus's achy breaky heart. I think you're right. <laughs> So this, though, is a type of song that as a kid, you would just know it and it would be fun without any clue what she's singing about. Yeah, because it is like, there's so much fun about the song, right? It it just sounds like a good time. But it's not about a good time. No, no. Should we talk about the album a little bit? Yeah, this comes from her third album, which is just titled Juice, and her most famous album, because uh, she has, well, this song, which is her uh, her biggest hit, uh, yeah. Queen of Hearts, but she also does uh, her version of Angel of the Morning, which does very well. And it was a debut song. Yeah. And has more hits on YouTube than this one. Oh, Even really? though this was bigger, Angel of the Morning's been, oh, well, okay. it's been in all, it's been in a couple movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the, the song was initially written by uh, Hank DeVito, uh, no relation to, to Danny. But uh, he was the uh, pedal steel guitarist for Emmylou Harris's band. And this song was actually given to other... Well, the song was out there. Yeah. And other people performed it. There was a Welsh singer named Dave Edmonds. Yeah, he was he was the first guy that, uh, that released this. And this is not the song that I would... I mean, I don't know what Welshmen are like necessarily, but this is not a song I would... Uh, expect to hear from a welshman yeah and it's it's okay it's like his complaint yeah. he kind of complained it wasn't really a complaint but he said she used my arrangement note for note he yeah. said or yeah. cribbed he used the term yeah So that was 1979. Rodney Crowell in 1980 also did a cover with Hank DeVito on steel guitar. That's right. Yeah. 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 I've been Keep me 
And that one's okay too, mm-hmm. but it can't compare. Oh no, Ju- Juice brings it. Uh, she brings the she brings the heat. And I I think one of the big reasons is her voice is so lovely. Yeah. And a female voice singing the song makes a lot more sense yeah. than a male voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the way it plays with the with the music uh, and the instrumentation in the song yeah. too. It, it, oh yeah. And um, the way she uses her backup singers, there's a lot of harmonies that that go along with the, with a lot of the lines, which I re- I really like. Yeah. And she had to fight to get this recorded. Oh uh, really? Richard Landis, the producer of the album, wasn't really thrilled with it, but she pushed for it, and she was right. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the juice doesn't do wrong. So we we talked uh also about uh, about the song being a being a a big hit uh but only reaching number 2. Do you know the song that kept it off the top? Endless Love, which was number 1 for like 9 weeks. Yeah. So I mean, if you're coming to the Endless Love, like that's nothing to sneeze at. That's right. That's respectable. Yeah. And on top of it, we've said this before, we'll say it again. That even though you don't reach number one, if your song endures, it's better than being number yeah. one. Well, there's a lot of number one songs that made it to number one that are just terrible. Yeah. And a lot of songs that, you know, sort of floundered a little bit or, you know, never never cracked the top ten, which are fantastic songs. Yeah. And so this song will endure forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> It opens so well. Yeah. It's that strummy guitar. I call it clickety-click. Yeah, That's yeah. all I could hear in my yeah. head is clickety-click, where I think about either the finger or the pick yeah. against those strings, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it has the, this tempo about it, right? Like, it, it's a relentless tempo. It doesn't slow. It's like a train. Yeah. A train on the tracks. And it's just like, there, there's no stopping it. Well, that makes sense for how it begins. Yeah. Midnight. And I'm awaiting on the 12.05, hoping it will take me just a little farther down the line. Moonlight, you're just a heartache in disguise. Won't you keep my heart from breaking if it's only for a very short time? So it's a fun sounding song, yeah. but it's about uh, relationships and breakups. Well, let's see. The person singing is trying to get away from something, yeah. right? But he, wherever she goes, this uh, this is following her. So he, that's why I guess Moonlight comes up next. So first she's trying to get on a train to get further down the line. Then she's complaining about the moonlight and saying, you're just a heartache in disguise. And I'm guessing it's, uh, well, we can figure this out. Because you know what comes with Moonlight? Desires. Yeah. They haunt you. They want you, Juice. <laughs> and so she gets on that train to f- run away from it. So I, I read something saying um, that Queen of Hearts is about falling for an unreliable lover. So although, you know, it's a it, it's a bad move, 
you just you can't resist them and uh that's the the slant i was taking when i was reading through the lyrics like does it make sense i think it does i mean so with the chorus there let's just see if we can figure this out i've just a thing to say on the side these songs say ain't so much and i it's always so weird to me to hear the word ain't because i don't know anyone who uses that except in a song yeah or in like movies or the dukes of hazard or something yeah, like that. yeah it just feels so phony to me but it also feels so real that it exists in this world of rock and country where yeah. people say ain't yeah okay i just need to get that off my chest ain't no thing <laughs> playing with the queen of hearts knowing it ain't really smart the joker ain't the only fool who'll do anything for you so that's the first part of the chorus yeah um could you tell me the name of a card game where the Queen of Hearts matters a lot? No. Me neither. Like, it's not like Jack. Alice in Wonderland, is that a card game? Uh, there's a queen. Is she yeah. the Queen of Hearts? I thought she was the Queen of Hearts, wasn't she? Oh, shoot. I think we better look this up. Yeah. Queen of Hearts is the fictional. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now that we've done our looking up. Frank, <laughs> could, you, could you tell me about the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland? I just closed the Wikipedia okay. page. Oh, that's fine. She's a fictional character, and she's like the bad guy in yeah. Alice in Wonderland. And so now I guess I should have thought about this. I really should have. So playing with the Queen of Hearts might not be a card game. You're actually playing with the Queen of Hearts like Alice in Wonderland would yeah. play with the Queen of Hearts, and that's not very smart. Yeah, no, exactly. If I remember anything from the Disney cartoon version of it, uh, yeah. she plays croquet with uh, gophers and flamingos. Oh, right. She uses the flamingos as clubs and gophers as the balls. Oh, that's vicious. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Okay, so this suddenly takes a whole turn. So the singer's Alice. Yeah. Is this the narrative that we're chasing right now? Well, I don't know how far down that line I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... I have a feeling this is a song where they give you like a phrase, it gives you a picture and jumps to the next thing. Yeah. After the Queen of Hearts, she mentions the Joker ain't the only fool who will do anything for you. So if if we're going along the lines of the uh, falling for a unreliable uh, yep. person, so that would be the Queen of Hearts, right? You're playing with the Queen of Hearts, right? Yep. And you know it's not very smart because you know that they're unreliable, right? The Joker's ain't the only fool who will do anything for you. So I think she might be like switching who she's speaking to at this point, right? right. Maybe she's speaking to the to the Queen of Hearts at this point because. The Joker's not the only fool who will do anything for you. Like, you're the fool. Oh, or, yeah. That makes th sense. That, that, that will do anything for her. That makes sense. I hadn't thought of that until right now. Yeah. That makes a sense. I was going to ask you the question who the other fool was. And you said, it's her. I'm like, oh, yes, that makes sense. I, 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 think, I think Juice is talking to both of them at, right. separately, but also together. Right. Okay. And then how about this? Laying out another lie, thinking about a life of crime. Because that's what I'll have to do to keep me away from you. See, now the, the narrative changes again. Is she playing with the Queen of Hearts now? 
So now, now is is she the one that's falling for the Queen of Hearts here? Because uh, the person she's speaking to is thinking about a life of crime. Because that's what I'm. I'm oh, sorry, I'm I'm I'm, lo- I'm I'm losing myself here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to figure out who she's speaking to. Is she a narrator or is she a character in this? She's the care. I think she's a character. That's okay. what I'll have to do to keep me away from you. The only way she could stay away is by having a life of crime, which means she's on the run. Yeah. Like she would have been on the train. Okay, yeah. Okay, now the the playing with the queen, queen of hearts in the first part of the course, that makes a little more sense now because she's saying, yeah, I'm playing with the queen of hearts and I know it's not very smart. Yeah. So, it, yeah, she's not speaking to someone. She's speaking about herself. Okay, so she's still speaking about herself in this, uh, in this uh, uh, sense. Okay. This, is, this a, is so complicated to me. This is a complicated song. When I it was is. looking through it, I'm like, I don't totally know where we're going here. Yeah. Because the next verse, and it takes a while to get to this next verse. Like, it's yeah. a it's a good, like, song. Mm-hmm. Honey, you know what makes you mad. Why is everybody telling everybody what you have done? Baby, I know what makes you sad. But when they're handing out the heartaches, you know you got to have you some. Honey. Yeah, so she's talking about again the the, the Queen of Hearts or whoever this yeah. is, and yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm so who's getting the heartache? Confused. Is the yeah. Queen of Hearts getting the heartache? I, I think the Queen of Hearts doesn't want to ad- admit that she they have had heartaches. Yeah, because it's like you know you got to have you some like you know everybody has heartaches, right? So maybe maybe the the queen's just living a life that that's kind of a uh, where she's insulating herself from from all all this heartache, and that's why she's unreliable, right? Right? Gotcha. Maybe. Okay. Yep. Yep. So she just moves around in order to avoid heartache, and she's the one breaking hearts, but yes. she needs to realize that hers will also get broken. Yes. So in the game they're playing here, she yeah. might be playing with the queen of hearts. But she might be winning the game, yeah, because she's breaking can the Queen of Hearts. Hearts. Can someone explain to us how, like, the game of Hearts or cards is even played? Because I'm getting oh, really yeah. confused here. There's a game called Hearts. Yeah, yeah I don't remember it. Yeah, neither do I. Okay, all right. Someone's cursing us right now. We played Hearts. We didn't even look into cards before <laughs> this. We are so prepared. Yeah. So after the um, next. Um, well, actually, is that now it just heads into v- choruses, right? It repeats itself pretty much, yeah. What about the lover part? Did we miss that part? Um, yeah, no, 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 no. There, there, there is, there is a oh. third verse, yeah. Okay, good. And good. It, and it happens, and right after the third verse, I think that's when the uh, um, that's when the, it picks up at the end. So the third verse has it has a different feel to me. Yeah, when it comes in, she kind of takes her time to say lovers. Yeah, but I guess she does that and her other stuff too. I know you've had a few, but hide your heart beneath the covers and tell them they're the only one. Okay. And others, they know just what I'm going through. And it's hard to be a lover when you say you're only in it for fun. Yeah, so there the queen is just playing games. Lovers, I know you've had a few, but hide your heart beneath the covers and tell them 
we so we get the one part. Is she mock giving advice, saying, "Lovers, I know you had a, f- a few, but mm-hmm. try to pretend you don't have any." Yeah. And then she says, "Others look to her, and they know what she's going through because it's hard to be a lover." When you say you're only in it for fun. Now, is the Queen of Hearts the one who's saying, I'm just in it for fun? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and that's where... They want they want something more than what yeah. they're getting from the Queen. I kind of like that sort of sense where the it's it's not just fun and games. Yeah. It's for real. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of calling her out at, at this point, right? Because she's saying, it's like, lovers, like, listen, I know you've had a few. like, And that's fine, right? Yeah. But I want something more. But right. it's hard to be a lover... When you say it's just for fun. But you know what she's got to keep doing? Yeah. Playing with the Queen of Hearts. Exactly. It's also hard to say the word lover sometimes. It's just... You're getting better at it. It doesn't... Like, it's it's okay when I'm ordering a pizza and I say like meat lovers, but like... You're not ready to take a lover yet? <laughs> <laughs> I said that in an episode. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah was, uh, call back to the Michael Bolton episode. Yeah, it was really uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, I must say, you had much more comfort now a year in yeah. to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so she repeats playing with the Queen of Hearts a lot and the yep. chorus a lot. Yeah. And But it heads towards, I think it's our favorite part. Oh, the key change? Well, it might be a key change. I was listening to a song where I said to Ashley, hey, it's a key change. And she said to me, no, they're just saying up an octave. And then I stopped and thought, I have no idea. <laughs> what it is i wouldn't know one key to another it's true maybe maybe that's what it is maybe it's an octave change i don't know it might not be it might be no change at all they just stop playing all the instruments around her and it sounds louder yeah (laughs) so it may or may not be a key change but the part where it's suddenly nearly acapella but not quite all the instruments except the percussion drop out and it could be a key change or an octave change one or the other or maybe both yeah, and it demands that you clap along with it. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Playing with the Queen of Hearts And knowing it ain't really smart The Joker and the only fool will do anything for you So what gives Ashley the authority to say that we don't know what key changes are? Oh, it might be that degree in music. Oh. The years of singing. Um, yeah. Yeah, that might be it. The album that she recorded and everything. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess she, I guess she can. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll give her that one. Okay. So, what is your your favorite part of the song? Like musically. Musically, uh, I l- just like the way it moves. I like the clickety clack of the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I love that part where it's may or may not be a key change. Yeah. But it's repeating the thing I love the most, which is. Maybe it's just that melody yeah. of the Queen of Hearts. It sounds so pretty to me. Yeah. And it's so memorable. It makes me feel like I'm a child yeah. listening to it, which yeah. which is, it's just the sort of, I don't know if it'd be like a nursery rhyme, but it would be like a nursery song to me. Yeah. About taking lovers and abandoning <laughs> them. <laughs> that type are, of song. Are there, are there a lot of nursery rhymes about taking lovers? Well, no one dies of the plague in this one. Yeah, so we got so. that going for yeah. us. <laughs> I really like in the verses, there is a clap along section, right? Yeah. Like it, it, it is, there is clapping that's going along with it, which I'm always really jealous of because I have zero, zero um, uh, time. Do you clap on the one and three or the two and four? I don't know what that means. What about the seven and 11? Yeah, you're just saying numbers. Now. I am. Yeah. But 
<laughs> but there's also at the end of each line in the chorus and in the verses, she says, playing with the queen of hearts. And then there's that guitar at the end, which kind of punctuates the end of every line that ding, 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 ding. That's right? it. The clickety clack. Yeah, the clickety clack. Click, yeah, the clickety clack. <laughs> playing with the queen of hearts. No one in it really smart. I like the backup singers too. Yeah. It just comes in. There's a male voice that blends with hers. Yeah. And I was looking through the backup singers. One of them was Andrew Gold okay. on the album. And he did the song for the Golden Girls. Thank you for being oh, a seriously? friend. <laughs> so at least he did the original version of it yeah, yeah. from the late 70s. And he pops up as a backup singer in a okay. lot of these things. Oh, cool. So I hope it's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fun, catchy song, which belies the lyrics. It doesn't make sense with the with with how yeah. fun the song is yeah and also when you hear the song i didn't know most of these lyrics okay i didn't know that there was a lie that they were laying down i thought this like taking on another life i thought it was like witness protection program yeah. and then there's other lines there where i had no idea they were saying what they were saying like so, lovers like lovers because i might have heard others or others yeah there is a video for this song, and it yes. came out before MTV really took on their thing. Was there was an era where they'd have music videos, but what were they for? I don't know. And I was thinking about that, too. Like, how did they play videos when... Because VCRs weren't... Like, they weren't in everybody's uh, um, living rooms in, in the early 80s. But this song came out in 81, um, and we'll, we'll talk about this a bit later, too. But that was the also the year that MTV came out. Okay. Well, I think they had music videos as these sort of pro promotional things. I, yeah. But they didn't take them seriously. No. And so Bruce Hornsby talks about this, where he regrets that none of them thought music videos were anything. Yeah. Now he has to watch himself do videos that he didn't like, that yeah. looked ridiculous to him. Yeah. And so this would be one of those where it feels almost like a youth group video production. Yeah. It's corny and campy and uh, no offense, Juice, but uh, maybe an acting lesson. Like there's there's the scenes where she's like in this mock jail or whatever and she like the wide eyed and her hands yeah. are up and just like oh I've been caught and it's just like oh this is uncomfortable. And there's a scene where the guy's got all the different women in his bed. Yeah. But it just seems so on the nose since it was part of the lyrics where I feel like they're just playing out the lyrics. Yeah, it's just pantomiming the lyrics, right? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't kind of like when Harry Styles had all those people in his bed. This yeah. one is a bit different. Much different. Yeah, yeah. I, I think also the... Because uh, it, it's it's shot like an old-timey Western uh, yeah. sort of uh, genre. I, I think the location scout uh, needs to be slapped on the hand, though, because there's the scene where it's supposed to be in this jail, but there's obvious graffiti on the bricks in the background. Right. Like, I'm not saying there wasn't graffiti in the Old West, but, like, not to that sort of level of detail that you can see in the video. Yeah. These are things we can get rid of now. Yeah, exactly. They might need to do a remastering. Yeah. I'm thinking back to that era where they just lip sunk all the time. Yeah. So there's solid gold performances where she's lip singing. There's Top yeah. of the Pops. And then there's this music video. So you have all yeah. these options of watching Juice Newton pretend to sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you get to hear her in concert, she's great. Yeah. But this is where the sort of country aesthetic comes in is they um, excel in the live 
setting. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's a totally fun song to yeah. sing along with too. It'd be and, great live. And, and I think I think the the funness of the song sort of carries over into like you know what the the video is goofy and corny and everything, but it's fun, right? Yeah. So that's again, it, it doesn't necessarily take away from the subject matter, but it makes you think that it's not about like falling for an unreliable lover. Maybe it's enjoying life, even though it's so miserable. Yeah. You can have some fun with it. Yeah. Was that profound, what I just said there? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I feel like I'm a better person for having heard it. Well, that one's for you. Yeah. I want to dedicate this episode to you as well, Frank. Oh, thank you. appreciate that. All right. Should we talk about our mixtapes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you go ahead first? Okay. So, the theme of my mixtape is songs about gambling. Oh boy, okay. So, um starts off with Poker Face by Lady Gaga, right? Viva Las Vegas by Elvis Presley. Good. Still the same by Bob Seger. Okay, good. Yep. And then Gambling Man, which is probably I haven't heard it. I I just when I was researching, I heard this song and it, it's it's a fun song by The Overtones. Okay. Do you want to know about my mixtape? Do you want to know what I'm ending my mixtape with? Yes, I do. Uh, do you want me to tell you what it's going to be? You're going to tell me what it is. You're ending it with Kenny Rogers, the gambler. Yes, absolutely. I held it for as long as I could. I have a terrible poker face. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, great. You want to hear what my mixtape yes. is about? Well, no, I thought mine was pretty good. So yeah, mine's about songs about gambling. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. because How many overlaps are there? All of them? No, you know what? There's a couple that you did not hit on. Okay. I did want to put in Ace of Spades by Motorhead, but it feels like it kills the whole field yeah. because it's out. Of, so I'm going to put that one in the parking lot. Okay. That's in the back. So I have two more songs That's for you. That's a B side. That's a B side. Although I guess Poker Face by Lady Gaga is out there too. But okay. I'll tell you it to you anyway. So Ace of Spades may or may not end up in the. I might put it at the very end. Yeah. Spanish Train by Krista Berg, where God and the devil are playing card games and the devil keeps cheating and they're gambling over the lives of people. Oh, wow. Yeah. The first big hit Krista Berg did. That's a deep theological cut there. It is. It is. And at the end, they go from cards to chess and Krista Berg is, no, he's going to keep cheating. <laughs> Come on. God, God, can, God can handle it. Yeah. Okay. Ending, well, maybe ending with Desperado by the oh, Eagles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have the following line here. Don't you draw the queen of diamonds, boy. She'll beat you if she's able. You know, the queen of hearts is always your best bet. Did, did, did the Eagles talk to Juice Newton about this beforehand or no? Because she would, she would say differently. Yeah, well, exactly. So it is fascinating. Which I mean, queens are we allowed to trust? Well, that's a good question. And I guess that leads to... Well, your research about things that happened in 1981. 1981. So 1981 was a uh, a big year for. Well, I think every year a lot of things happen, right? That's yeah. what. That's how history works. That's correct. Okay, good. <laughs> so we don't need anyone to explain history to me. All right. Uh, 1981, Space Shuttle Columbia launches and orbits Earth, making it the first reusable space shuttle. Right until it was no longer usable well yeah we're not going to talk about that maybe okay. in 2003 okay yeah uh, gotcha if we do a song from then 
uh, Bob Marley passed away in 81 at the age of 36. There was an assassination attempt on Pope John Paul II in Vatican City, of all places. Raiders of the Lost Ark was uh, was released uh, starring Harrison Ford, obviously, as Indiana Jones. Queen of Hearts could play pretty nicely into a, co- a compilation of s- clips from there. I think so. Queen of Hearts has been in a lot of uh, pop culture uh, uh, things, too. A lot of movies and, and, and video games and stuff Yeah, like that's that. right. Yeah. Uh, Donkey Kong is released as a uh, as an arcade game. Another great Queen of Hearts uh, yeah. montage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And and I think the the biggest uh, thing where Queen of Hearts could be played would be at the wedding of Prince Charles and Lady Diana, also in 1981. That's right. This is the soundtrack yeah. of Lady Di and Prince Charles. <laughs> and as I mentioned previously, uh, MTV has launched in 1981 right. as well. Did you wake up early to watch the wedding of Prince Charles and Diana? As a four-year-old? Yeah. No. I remember my family did. I slept through it because I was four, but yeah. my sister had woken up for it. She was six. Yeah. And I know we had a plate with their faces on it and they were in their car driving away. It was like a really big deal. Oh, yeah. It was it was massive, right? Yeah. Like the, um, I mean, my only real introduction into it was watching it on, on that episode of The Crown. Right. Oh, I didn't even get that far in the yeah. ground. Now, the Queen of Hearts kind of works because there is, you know, other shenanigans, I think, going on. Yeah, on both sides, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, when they're handing out the heartaches, you know, they both had to get them some. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but also, let's let's look at some of the other songs. Uh, the top 100 songs, uh, well, we're not going to look at all yeah. 100 songs, but uh, the, uh, the top 10 uh, songs in 1981 on the Billboard uh, one top 100 list. Betty Davis Eyes, Kim Carnes. Yeah. I was number one. Number two was Endless Love, Diana Ross and Lionel Richie, which I thought would have been even higher than Betty Davis Eyes. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm surprised. I didn't realize Betty Davis Eyes was that huge. Yeah. Lady by Kenny Rogers. Oh, there he goes. Yeah. Country. Yeah. Uh, just Like Starting Over, John Lennon, Jesse's Girl, uh, Rick Springfield. Celebration, Cool in the Gang, Kiss on My List, A Hollow Notes, I Love a Rainy Night, Eddie Rabbit, 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton, again country, yep. and rounding out the top 10 is Keep on Loving You by Ario Speedwagon. But Queen of Hearts made it to number 14 for the year, which is pretty fantastic. It's pretty neat to see the cross section of songs too. Yeah. And they're like different eras, but all pretty much. All guilt-free pleasures there. I would think so, yeah. 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 We usually have a Michael Bolton category, but I think you and I are both feeling the same about this. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I don't think this is a Michael Bolton question. But uh who else do you think could sing this? My mind goes to like country music stars. Yeah. But then I almost want to go away from that and try something a little more fun or interesting. Yeah. I think Shania Twain, because she's country pop as well, right? Yeah. So that, that, it, that's a pretty it, natural fit. Immediately where I was thinking. What about like a really synthetic Britney Spears version? 
like a really popped up version. Yeah. I could hear that. I'd yeah. listen to that. Like synthed up and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they take her voice and put it through a vocoder and yeah. they no longer know it's Britney Spears, yeah. which is what I think most Britney Spears songs are yeah. kind of like. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what I would put. I'd say Britney Spears. I don't think I would like it. I'd probably loathe it. Yeah, I, I think I think it'd be a difficult one to uh, uh, difficult one to do. You'd have to you'd have to have lots of fun with it though. Yeah. Ha- have you heard of the band Knickerbocker? I have now. Oh, this isn't bad. Yeah, yeah. That's an Austrian version from 1982. Okay. Just a year later. So it's interesting that there was the 1979 um, Dave Edmonds. Yeah. Then you had, I think, Rodney Crowell. 1980. Yeah. Bruce Newton, 81. And then this Austrian band knickerbocker in 82 yeah yeah it definitely had its uh time in the sun yeah right like this song but i find it weird not thinking of a woman singing it yeah because of juice newton just owns it that that's the one that uh, that everyone knows right yeah it's difficult to hear it not from juice newton so my my thinking of the song is because it's a female singing about the queen of hearts that it's a cautionary tale that it's She's warning someone about uh, about the Queen of Hearts, but uh, the the way the like I said the the way the characters sort of act in it, it it's actually Juice Newton singing about her experience with the Queen of Hearts. Yeah, and I feel like the idea of just playing with the Queen of Hearts is she's messing with her own either her heart or she's making bad choices. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hallmark movie. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's been in so many movies. Yeah. Where I mean, it was in Boogie Nights, yeah, which is definitely not a Hallmark movie. Yeah. It's it's also in um, Grand Theft Auto, San yeah. Andreas. Yeah, so I think this could be in a Hallmark movie, but it wouldn't be the main theme. It would be sort of describing perhaps something else going on yeah. before true love is found. Yeah, it would have to be a country themed Hallmark movie, though. That's right? right. Yeah, this would be about John Stamos before his ailing mother brings him back to his small town to find the woman of his dreams. Yeah, his queen of hearts. That's right. Yeah. What about a elementary school talent show? Oh yeah, this would be, I think, like a hand clapping or like a where people do those like fancy hand clapping moves with each other oh okay a lot of hand action i don't know if it's jazz hands but it would be like <laughs> if, if you could the, watch bill doing yeah. hand actions right now you'd, you'd understand yeah. exactly yeah. what he means it's a whole routine they're yeah. doing and yeah. so it's perfectly uh set for high school and so one of the parents freaks out when they hear the lyrics yeah see in in my mind i'm thinking it's actually it's at a talent show but some of the teachers are doing this and the kids don't get the reference, but the teachers are having a great time about it. <laughs> That's definitely possible. Yeah. <laughs> I got a question for you. Yeah. Okay. Were you the type of person in high school to say that you did not like country music at all? Yes, absolutely. Where do you stand now on it? I like country music. I like uh, I like certain sections of country yeah. music. The pop country stuff is, uh, that's pop music to me. 
Uh, a yeah. lot of the stuff actually I listen to is from Australia. Okay, all right. I I want to come back to like listening to Garth Brooks again or yeah. something. Like I have a feeling I missed out on a lot I th- I because think- of my prejudice yeah i think i think i did too i think there was a lot of stuff that was good out there a lot of the like really popular stuff um i guess i when i'm mentioning the uh billy ray cyrus achy breaky heart like i i can't get behind that but yeah. uh like some of the old country stuff like early johnny cash i really do like right, his right. stuff too right so I think there's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, we'll be revisiting it. Yeah, I think I think we uh, we missed out on a lot of a uh, lot of opportunity with our our teenage prejudice. Yeah. Well, it's not too late. No, we can come back. Thanks again for uh, listening with us and listening to us as we. Uh, went through Juice Newton's Queen of Hearts. And while I got more comfortable with saying lover, uh, we hope that you enjoyed yourself as much as we have enjoyed me saying lover. And I hope that you know as you listen to our shows that the Joker might not be the only fool, but we'll do anything for you. This has been Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures.